0: I understand. The sips don't do shit. No, they really don't. (laughs) They're just a little flavor saver. (laughs) Don't look at my notes. I won't look at your notes. Don't look at mine. Okay. My hammering note. I'm so jealous that you can drink beer, and that one looks really good. I'm so excited to be drinking beer and podcasting because I'm pretty sure the moment that we started this podcast, I was, like, basically pregnant, so I never was able to drink. Yeah. That's not true. I drove. That's why. That, too. But there's a couple episodes where you got to drink. I did. I got slightly tipsy during a few of them there and now it's my turn but it was so fun i know i'm excited for that that's my goal right now during this episode is to get slightly tipsy <laughs> god damn well good so hold up while of... i pound yeah it's the middle of the day uh-huh. <laughs> at least it's the middle it's like two o'clock right yeah <laughs> it's 2 30 it's acceptable What time do you go to the dentist? Uh, At (laughs) 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 2.30. On that note, you should tell me your goddamn. All right, I will. On Friday, no, Thursday, Brandon was like, I'm going to go play golf in the morning so that it's you're gonna be flying solo with the kid right like you figure oh this before shit out. work yeah oh that's a big commitment yeah he was leaving at he was gonna go golf at like 6 30 or something so he was leaving at 5 30 oh who would do that fucking my husband <laughs> <laughs> so i was gonna be solo with the kid yeah he usually wakes up at about 7 to 7 30 and this day he was like your son yeah 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 uh sounds like mom's a, mom's a solo today so I'm gonna wake up at 6 30. Fucking naturally. Yeah and I was like cool because I didn't plan to wake up till 7 then I was gonna shower and then I was gonna get him and then like we were gonna have our normal routine or whatever. Yeah Mine you would have dead. time to shower basically. Exactly <laughs> and nope he woke up 6 30 screaming and so I was like cool I guess I'll shower now so then I had to get up and shower but I'm like listening to him scream on the baby monitor the whole time. Which is not relaxing not at all no and you're like for sure he's hanging himself right now absolutely so then I finish showering I go get him I feed the dogs I get him dressed and like his breakfast going and stuff and then I go back into my room with him to like eat his breakfast and I'm gonna get ready Uh uh-huh and then I walked back downstairs as if to say now I'm gonna put the dogs outside and then we're gonna like finish getting ready and then leave yeah and there was dog shit oh no all over my whole fucking house. Oh no! Oh no! My whole fucking house, and it was like I don't feel good. Dog shit. Oh no! Oh yeah! No. Oh yeah! What happened? Hank. Hank was just like I'm gonna shit here today, guys. I, I guess I don't feel good. Yeah. He <laughs> didn't cry. He didn't come into the room to be like, Hey, Ugh. can you hurry this along? Yeah. I gotta go out. Nothing. He was just like, Sucks to suck, mom. Oh You're no! You're gonna have to clean this up. So it wasn't like trampled in dog shit. It's like he just kept shitting because he didn't feel good. Yeah. yeah but it happened between the time where between the time when I fed them and got like stuff from downstairs for breakfast and clothes for my kid and all that kind of stuff yeah and then went upstairs and literally what dried my hair (laughs) and then went back downstairs and there was shit everywhere oh that sucks and it was little like dime size Diarrhea drips because he was like, I'm gonna try it over here. Nope. Oh no. I'm gonna go over here now. So, well, Hank is your dog, is the one that has like the explosive asshole like when he farts you might get shit on you oh yeah yeah yeah. I thought you meant like that one time he was here and I was like no I think that's because he ate a stick of butter (laughs) (laughs) no 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 like just when he farts you might also get shit sprayed on you yeah yeah he sharts yeah 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 Yeah. it's like a skunk yeah he is like a skunk (laughs) but in this instance it was just he didn't feel good and so there was one uh I'd call it like 12 by 12 square (laughs) inch area of just diarrhea, and then a couple other like just drips, and then a couple other little bigger spots. Oh my god! So I had to take care of that before I went to work. Oh lord! So not only was it like an early, not relaxing day, then it was I'm running late because I have to fucking clean up all of this dog shit in my house because I can't just leave that. I have carpets, no, yeah. You can't just leave that, and now I have a roommate, so oh, I can't be shit. like, good luck. Yeah. Don't step in it. Can you clean up the dog shit, please? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. So is Brandon allowed to go golfing in the morning anymore? <laughs> um, We haven't discussed that. Oh, okay. But I'm going to go with a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know yet. Yeah, he doesn't know that yet, but he's fucking not allowed to. <laughs> shit sucked so bad. Oh, God. That's that's a chore right there. Yeah. That sucks. Well, goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> Give me your goddamn. Okay, so my goddamn is on Friday night, you and I and our friend Nora, we all went out and did that like wine and painting thing. That was so much fun. It was so much fun. And I got to drink in public. Yeah, you did. And I went home and I went to bed and all that shit. And I had checked on the camera, on the baby's camera, because my husband was flying solo that night, right? Yeah. So he had both the kids and I was like, let me check on the baby's camera to see what time they went to bed. Yeah. Because my husband was asleep. And I had seen like something went off at like 11. Like he had gone to bed at 9, but the camera detected motion at 11 and it was my husband like looking around at the baby, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh good, he's like checking on him. Yeah. Because normally that's my job. Like Lee sleeps through everything and I'm the <laughs> one who notices if the baby's fussing or whatever. Yeah. So then in the morning, Lee and I are sitting there. It's, like, 5 in the morning. I'm feeding the baby. Lee had woken up with me. We weren't awake for the day. We were just having that, like, quick chat before he passed back out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how did last night go? And he's like, oh, it went great, whatever. And I'm like, I saw you checked on the baby at 11. And he looked at me, and he's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, um. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. It's on the camera. And I like pulled it up and you can see like a bright light flashes kind of in the camera or like in the room and it like lights up the camera really fast. Yeah. And then you see somebody like kind of standing next to the baby and looking and then walk away. It happens really fast. And Lee goes, "I that wasn't, I didn't get Get the up. fuck out of here. I know. And then I started looking closer and Lee's wearing a dark shirt and the person in the camera is wearing a white shirt. No, it switches it. I know. I didn't, oh, I didn't I okay. didn't know that at the time though. <laughs> oh. So I was like my fucking heart sank and I was like somebody's in the house because when I came home the back door was unlocked. Oh, fuck that. And I was like, somebody's in the house. And then I'm like, okay, don't freak out because who would be like fucking stalking the house with their phone lighting up the way for them to see where they're walking? Yeah. Right? Like, this had to be Lee. And Lee's like, I didn't get up at all. And I was like, yeah, but you sleepwalk. And he's like, yeah, I guess, but I don't think that's me. I don't want to scare you, but I don't think that's me. Like, I don't think I did that. I don't want to scare you, but someone's in the house staring at your baby. Yeah, you right. <laughs> well, because he hadn't seen the video. And okay. so like, I started playing it and I was like, uh, you're shirt is dark and then I'm like can you get up over there and like walk next to the camera so I can see does it invert it because it's on like night vision yeah and he was like I mean like he wasn't getting out of bed he wasn't biting and I'm freaking out like I'm trying not to let him know that I'm freaking out but I'm freaking out right now because I'm totally fucking convinced that somebody's hiding in the closet listening to us breathe yeah like Scranton and Strangler's in your house yes oh my god I was so scared and he was hovering over my baby Ugh. and then I played the last clip of me picking the baby up out of the crib and I had a blue shirt on and it looked white in the camera and I was like oh fucking thank fuck like yeah I cannot believe my head went there so fast and I was so convinced somebody was in the house even, even though I had all these other logical cues of like Like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, who would have their phone lighting the way as they're breaking in? And also, why would they come look at my baby and then walk away? I was convinced somebody was in my fucking house, though. Yeah. For a solid five minutes. They were just looking around to make sure that your kid was still breathing. Yeah. (laughs) he's doing you a favor. Thanks, stranger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was, you know, a good portion of time on Saturday morning that I thought somebody was in the house ready to kill me. And my husband was like, shh, I'm trying to go back to sleep. And (laughs) I was like, no, no, no. This is serious. Uh, yeah, this isn't a fucking drill. We need to check all the closets. Yeah. Can, did you check under the bed? Because I'm pretty sure he's touching my feet right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's terrifying. Yeah, scared the shit out of me. I'm so glad he was home and it wasn't like I was home alone or something when I... Yeah. Because I would have been so convinced. Well, if you were home alone, you should have been pretty convinced if a man went and checked on your baby. Well, I mean, if it was like from the previous night or something <laughs> and I had been looking at it. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, God. Well, God damn. Yeah. That's scary. Glad there's no one here. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> or is there. Well, alright, Stacy, I think it's your turn to tell me a murder story. Yes. Okay, so the story I have this week is actually a pretty popular one. <gasps> and I'd like to admit that I didn't know it was a popular one. Because I have heard about the person who commits this crime has been all over the fucking news when it happened. Uh huh. And I knew about the crime that was committed, but I knew about them separately. Like, I didn't realize the person who committed this crime, yeah. I didn't know she committed this crime. Does that make sense? Uh. No. <laughs> you knew that this person got in trouble for a thing, but you didn't know that it was this crime that you had also heard about? Yep, exactly. Okay. And this crime that I had heard about, I was like, holy fucking shit, that's crazy. Never put the two together. I am so excited because you told me a little sneak peek of just that recently, uh-huh. and it was like... Is it the OJ case? Like, no, she has to know about that. I'm like, is it Casey (laughs) Anthony? No, she has to know about that. (laughs) It's one of the bigger ones, though. So I would like to apologize if everybody's already heard this, but maybe you'll enjoy our spin on it. And it's big enough to where I even, like, I was watching a documentary in front of Lee, and he was like, you're doing this case? And I was like, "God damn it! if you know it, then everybody (laughs) knows it. And then I started to tell him about the crime itself, and he's like, oh, I didn't know that's what happened. So hopefully, I mean, if you've heard the name then hopefully it's still entertaining well give me the goddamn name okay well i'm gonna tell you the name and you're not gonna know it because this is the part i didn't know was related to the big fucking media hype right maybe i will so this is the story of travis alexander no idea (laughs) (laughs) the most common names ever yeah and even if you don't recognize the name if i showed you a picture you'd be like oh yeah got it okay not of travis alexander this suspense is killing you. It isn't really it? is. Okay, here it's we no go. Idea. So Travis Alexander was born July twenty eighth, nineteen seventy seven, in Riverside, California. Oh hey, shout out, California. What's up, baby? <laughs> so he was born to parents who were drug addicts. Ooh, bummer. I know. And at the age of eleven, he and his seven fucking siblings. Ugh. They were moved into his grandparents' house. Specifically his grandmom. I don't know if the dad was the granddad was there, but anyway all right living with his grandparents house after his father had passed away so his dad passed away when he was 11 Ooh, that sucks yeah no real mention of the mother other than they were drug addicts so i'm assuming that they weren't the greatest of parents to raise seven fucking kids yeah well it's probably also how they got seven kids but that's true to each his own dude i'm not even a drug addict and i can't raise seven kids no no they would go to my parents house (laughs) (laughs) seriously take them my dad would be like fucking no no not (laughs) happening So his grandparents introduced him to the Mormon church, where he became a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right. Which is like the big Mormon church. Yeah. The LDS church, as you know it. I do. Okay. So in September 2006, when Travis was 29 years old, he was living in Mesa, Arizona, and he was working as a motivational speaker and a sales rep for a company called Prepaid Legal. Okay. And so this Prepaid Legal place, it was basically like one of those multi-level marketing companies but i guess a lot of mormons go to this company after they finish their mission i guess it's really good they're really good at it because that's what they do all fucking day long is run around and try to sell you jesus christ right (laughs) i guess (laughs) it's a skill (laughs) so they're really good at these multi-level marketing things because they're used to talking to strangers they're used to like selling you shit yeah basically i feel you so travis attended a conference in las vegas for this prepaid legal company, mm-hmm. and he was a guest speaker there, and, because like I said, he was a motivational speaker and shit, yeah. so he was a guest speaker there, and while he was there, he met 26-year-old Jody Arias. Oh. Do you know this name? That's not, that name sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't remember it. See? <laughs> if you saw her picture, you'd be like, ah, oh, this bitch, but... You probably don't remember that she committed this crime. You might remember the crime, but oh. I didn't know the two went together. Okay. Maybe I'm just fucking lame because I consider myself a big true crime buff, but yeah. I did not, I swear did not connect these two. All right. Okay, so Jody lived in Wairica, California. All right. I didn't know that was even a place. <laughs> I know. I thought it was Eureka, I but thought it it's was not two. spelled like that. Oh. <laughs> spelled with a y. Oh. And all the documentaries said "Wairika." Alright. Anyway, so Jody lived in Wairika, California, and also worked for Prepaid Legal. Okay. She was born in Salinas, California on July 9th, 1980, and at the age of 11, she began to show an interest in photography. At 11? Was she a little prodigy? Yeah, she was. There's not a lot that was said about her childhood, but she later claims that she was mentally and physically abused by her parents. Ooh. But her parents discount these claims. Like, they're like... Yeah, but they would. Yeah, but just wait. Okay, but I mean, also, if I was a parent that was abusing someone, and then they later came out where, like, they were abusing me, I'd be like, nuh-uh. Yeah, what are you talking about? So I guess the story goes... That when she was in middle school, she was caught growing marijuana in, like, her family's Tupperware or some shit. And they found it and they called the sheriff, which I don't know, unless they were like, who the hell is growing this wacky weed? And they don't realize <laughs> it's their own kid. <laughs> wacky to backy <laughs> But they called the sheriff. So Jody started to think that her parents were snooping on her all the time. Oh. And so she claimed that she had, like, this terrible childhood. And her mom's like, I don't know where you got this from. But also, she was, like, bipolar and all this other shit, supposedly. Yeah. So, later on, her parents are like, we don't understand where she got this grand idea that we were such awful parents, but this is the one thing that we noticed. Like, we called the cops because there was marijuana growing, and she kind of got in trouble for it, and ever since then, she hasn't trusted us. And so, she kept everything from us. As a parent, I would probably be like, hey, is this your fucking pot? (laughs) Like... (laughs) You, got, you gotta water it. <laughs> <laughs> right? But in I mean, California, I'd be like, is this gonna be your job? You can only have six plants. <laughs> do you want to be a trimmer or do you want to own the, yeah. the land? <laughs> <laughs> Dream big here, buddy. Yeah, but you gotta think also this is probably in like the early 90s or something. And if she had like a straight-laced family, they might be shocked by a pot. Yeah. Well, today we're like, eh, it's just fucking pot. Yeah, but also if the parents had a kid in the early 90s that is old enough to be growing pot then they grew up in the 70s yeah but i mean you know some people are like the i don't know her parents yeah but you know you get the like super straight-laced people who would be like fucking flabbergasted but still i don't think i would call the cops i would yeah i wouldn't either because i'd be like i'm gonna talk to my kid and parent this how i feel necessary not bring the law into it and if you called the cops and then your daughter was like i was growing that you'd be like shh Yeah, like, oh, well, I'll take care of this separately then. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) nothing to see here, cop spy. I I wouldn't be like, yes, press charges, officer. Yeah, please, (laughs) unless maybe she was, like, you know... A bad kid. Yeah, and you're like, this is how I'm going to fucking teach her a lesson. I mean, yeah, that's a different situation. I'm not condoning either's behavior. I'm just trying to, like... You know justify it yeah play like devil's advocate to both sides you're right who knows yeah just to further her claims about abuse she says that at the age of seven her parents started hitting her with a wooden spoon and a belt uh is it the three foot wooden spoon that you hang on your wall <laughs> in your kitchen the ornamental spoon uh-huh. <laughs> could have been <laughs> but also like what kid wasn't spanked with a spoon or a belt is what i'm trying to say yeah in that time It was a pretty common thing. Yeah, exactly. In the 11th grade, she dropped out of high school and she continued to pursue her interest in professional photography while also working at various jobs. Okay. One of those jobs was at the prepaid legal where she met Travis and the two of them hit it off instantly when they met at this conference. Good for them. I was watching a documentary and they explained that the way that they met at this conference was that... Each one of these conference kicks off with like a fancy little dinner, and you're given two tickets—one for a guest and one for yourself. Mm-hmm. And Travis didn't have a guest, and other people knew of Jody, and she's smoking hot. And Travis is like a hot number around there because he's like the motivational speaker. He's like at the top of the pyramid of the <laughs> marketing scheme or whatever huh. it is they're fucking selling. And so um, they introduced them, and this was their blind date. Like she used his extra ticket for this I banquet see. thing yeah so that's how they met at this thing okay the two began dating but not exclusively Mm -hmm. it was just like they were talking to each other and seeing each other and a week after meeting they had already had sex oh which is scandalous because in the lds church they don't believe in sex before marriage yeah it's called the law of chastity Oh, so because Travis lived in Arizona and Jody lived in California, the two carried on a long-distance "quote unquote" relationship, even though they weren't exclusive, right? Yeah, where they would communicate via email and phone calls, and they would often exchange racy photos Ooh. and participate in phone sex. Hey, so they were getting it on long distance. <laughs> <laughs> On November 26, 2006... She's got that long distance, do Yes, yeah, she do. <laughs> or he? Uh, you know, whatever. So one of them. One of them does. They both do. <laughs> On November 26, 2006, Jody was baptized into the LDS Church. And I guess Travis was like her sponsor? You have to have a sponsor or some shit? Yeah. But she's fucking committing. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be a Mormon. And she had a boyfriend i think at the time i don't think she had broken up with him yet but she had a boyfriend while all this shit was going on with travis as well the hell i know i can't remember it's kind of confusing because i've read so many different stories and i didn't write this part down i don't remember if they were dating while she was also talking to travis or what yeah but the guy was like much older than her ew and he kind of plays a key part in the story later but she had allegedly said like I want to break it off because I want to become a better Mormon and she wasn't Mormon before so he was like oh okay like you've already had sex before marriage and shit but she's like I'm saving myself I don't want to have sex anymore like she's she was be trying born again yeah she was trying to become a good Mormon yeah in good standing with the church so she did this in order to become closer to Travis because he was such a devout Mormon i see even though they were boning before (laughs) after a week super devout still doing stuff wrong i think quote unquote wrong i don't want to talk shit about anybody because what the fuck do i know but the way it sounds is like he his public persona was very like in line with the mormon church beliefs and views and everything yeah but he might have like walked the line in his private life you know Mm -hmm. like you know, he's toe in the line. I like to bone. <laughs> I love <laughs> On God. A tuna, I'm a dude. <laughs> but I like to bone. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I got from all the reports. All right. All right. So, three months later, the two began dating exclusively. Okay. And Jody moved to Mesa, Arizona to be closer with Travis. Okay. Their exclusive relationship only lasted about four months and ended in June 2007. So, it was a quick whirlwind romance. I guess. Even though the exclusivity of their relationship ended, the two still kept in contact and they would continue to occasionally meet up to have sex. Okay. So it's that kind of relationship, right? Yeah. They're Uh, just little friends with benefits now. Yeah, a a couple little friends with Benny's. Yeah. So the way everybody explains her later too is that she was kind of seducing Travis. Like he wanted to be this really good Mormon and didn't want to always bone or meet up. And she was like, all about him chasing him down and seducing him into breaking his faith. Yeah, I could see it being, like, fun, too, to try and convince someone to do something they're not supposed to do. Yeah, maybe. See, the way I, when I was watching all these documentaries, I'm like, sure. Like, it's easy to say that because of the end of the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, like, come on, he had a choice, too. Yeah, for sure. But maybe he liked it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. After the relationship ended, Travis started dating other women, and this made Jody very jealous. All right. And Travis's friends say that he began to complain that Jody was fucking stalking him. That's not good. <laughs> that's a that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no. That's a red flag. Yes. So supposedly she I'm not saying that sarcastically. It's just there's no like fucking police report to verify this, but she slashed his car tires fucking twice oh my god that's expensive and she even broke into his social media and his bank accounts like stole his passwords and shit and was breaking in there bank accounts bad news yeah social media whatever like you're just fucking crazy yeah needless to say travis's friends didn't really like jody what and on one occasion she seems like a solid gal yeah right <laughs> on one occasion travis even told his friends like don't be surprised if i wind up dead ha 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 oh my god okay yeah so Is this foreshadowing? This might be foreshadowing in the story. Uh, Also in the documentary that I watched, his friends were like, we weren't worried about her because she's like 120 pounds and she's a chick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, oh yeah, she'll kill you someday. Ha ha ha. But also like, no, she won't because you can fight her off. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're a grown ass man. You can fight her off. Yeah. And that's just the thing, though. A lady, no matter whatever her size is with a weapon, is still going to be a threat to a full grown dude. I was just going to say that's like the double standard, right? Yeah. no one takes you seriously. And I'm sure Travis wasn't like, oh my God, you guys, I'm really scared. It was just like, fuck, man, can you believe she did this? You know, yeah. and everybody's like, eh, yeah. whatever. Like, what a bitch. But also, she apparently owned a knife because she slashed some tires. So. Right. Like, if I came at you with a knife, you'd be scared still. If you slashed my tires as my bestie, I'd be like, I think this is where we draw the line. I'm gonna stop hanging out with you for a while. First of all. See if you could tone it down a notch. That's a solid $600. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we could have bought new podcast mics. Yeah, what's up with that? Why'd you have to go crazy back there? Also, in the documentary that I was watching, one of the friends said that on one account that Jody had broken into his house through the fucking dog door... Oh my god. And just slept on his couch. Oh, okay. Like, that's next level shit right there. Yeah. That's not safe. No, and that's spooky as shit. Yeah. Like, close your dog doors, people. Yeah, so people were speculating, again, I don't know if she confirms this account or whatever, but people were speculating that she would come in, like, show up at his house and, like, seduce him to bone. Just show up on his couch and then, like, be naked and yeah. sleeping there? Like, oh. I came in through the dog door. <laughs> that would get me. I'll tell yeah. you what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... That's the way the story goes. He's like, that is commitment. Yeah. You know what? You deserve the D. I'm going to give you a bone for climbing through that dog door. you earned it. (laughs) So despite all of this, Travis and Jody continue to see each other and they travel together too. Yeah. All the way up until like March of 2008, they were fucking hanging out, traveling together even though she was crazy. Okay. So she was a psycho in the streets and a freak in the sheets. (laughs) sounds like it yeah just crazy all around yeah just all around crazy and he was like this is fine i'll take it yeah i don't want it forever but i'll take it for now yeah don't stick your dick in crazy people yeah <laughs> she was dipping her veg in like semi-normal yeah well she was trying to maybe yeah. she's trying to get some of that semi-normal to rub off on yeah. her. yeah can you help me not be fucking crazy yeah so travis had invited jody on an all expenses paid work sponsored trip to cancun Ooh, yeah and it was scheduled for june mm-hmm However, by the time that June rolled around, he was so fed up with her stalking and, like, crazy antics that he had uninvited her and told her to stay out of his life. Okay. And they were still boning occasionally, for the record. What the fuck? Yeah. Stay out of my life forever, but stay in my bed. But hey. <laughs> but basically, you're not coming to Cancun with me. Okay, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to pay for your shit, yeah. even though it's all expensive paid. Yeah. But I'll still stay. Dick, my dick, and crazy. Yep, exactly. All right. So Travis ends up inviting another female friend who he had had a crush on. Oh, had had he? He had had one. And she was super Mormon and not very interested in him in the romantic sense, but, you know, was like friends with him and everything. And then, you know, your friend's like, hey, want to go to Cancun? And you're like, yes. Y- yeah, always. Yeah. Answer's always yes. I don't care that you want to bone me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, that might make it awkward. But- yeah. I'll just say no yeah yeah (laughs) and you're a respectable Mormon man so you won't do anything yeah also if i say no there's a like you could be like ah jesus said we shouldn't yeah see yeah but still she wasn't going to date him or anything too so there's that yeah so when the time came to go to cancun travis was nowhere to be found Uh oh and so this chick was like what the fuck's going on like we're about to go on a trip and i haven't heard from you and so she talked to all of his friends and all of his friends were like oh we haven't heard from him in a few days either and so Uh-oh. and so she was like well we were supposed to go today and i haven't heard from him i'm gonna go fucking check on him wait they were supposed to go today aren't don't you normally leave for cancun in like the morning <laughs> or yeah. anywhere maybe I it guess? was like the day before or something it was pretty fucking close to their travel plans yeah and so she was like okay super red flag enough for me to like go check on him i feel like the night before i would have been like Yo, Dude. are we still on? Like a week before I would have been. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't know the timeline because I didn't write the dates that they were supposed to leave, but it's like, you know. Yeah. They made it sound like the day came that they were supposed to leave and he was nowhere to be found. Yeah. And she's like, I mean. I would still like to go. Can I have the ticket? <laughs> Do you think it's in his apartment? I'll just go in through the dog door. Let me just grab it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's all expenses paid. Yeah, I'm going. (laughs) Can't just, like, miss it. Yeah. So she goes to his house because she tries calling him a bunch. He doesn't answer. All of his friends haven't heard from him. And so she's like, I'm going to fucking pound on his door. Yeah. Gets to his house, pounds on the door. No one answers. And so she starts poking around and she looks in the window and she sees Travis's dog. Uh Uh-oh. But there's no Travis. So she calls her friends and she's like, Hey, can you come over here? Because I'm worried about Travis. I don't know what to do. He's not answering the door. He's not answering his phone calls. Like, come help me fucking break into this place or some shit, right? Like, maybe you can pound on the door more. I think something's wrong. Somebody come meet with me. Might have the tools to solve that? Who? The cops. Maybe. Who are you going to call? (laughs) 911. But these people get fucking detective mode, all right? All right. So they call a friend of Travis, and this friend happens to know. The code to Travis's garage. (laughs) Okay. And so they punch in that little code and they enter the house through the garage. When they walk into his house, they notice a foul smell. Oh no. And they suspect that it's like the dog or something, right? Like, okay, the dog's been left unattended for a couple of days, so maybe he's just been like shitting all over the place or something. Yeah, but that would worry me too. Yeah, both of them would worry me. So they go upstairs to Travis's bedroom and they find that the door's locked. Uh Uh-oh. And they're like, what the fuck? And then they notice that the room down the hall is where Travis had a roommate, and the door was shut, and somebody was in there. So they knock on the door, and his roommate answers the door. What the fuck? And he's all confused, like, why the fuck are there people in my house? Like, how the hell did you guys get in here? There's three people standing in his hallway, right? uh roommate yeah uh, did you notice this foul smell in your house what the hell is going on right or notice us banging on the door downstairs right so they're like where the fuck is travis first of all like that's why we're here yeah where's travis and he's like he's in cancun and they're like no we were supposed to leave today or whenever like he's not in cancun and he's been missing for like five fucking days where is he and the roommate supposedly hadn't heard them bount- pounding on the door because he had been watching tv uh-huh. so that's why he didn't hear them coming yeah or knocking or whatever and so he's all freaked out now too like what are you talking about he's not in cancun like what the fuck i have a spare key to his bedroom though so let's see what the fuck's going on yeah so they unlocked the, the fuck on though. i know yeah he let's didn't hear it he didn't smell this foul smell that they smelled Did he never leave his house like you know when you get sick and then you go outside for the first time in like five days and you're like is that pine? (laughs) I smell the tree. Yeah. (laughs) Okay so I mentioned this later but I'll mention it now since you're so hung up on it. They were questioned about that like how the fuck did you not notice a foul smell and he's like we're bachelors. The house smells sometimes. People leave fucking shit in their rooms and it stinks or they leave dishes in the sink and it stinks. It's not uncommon. I didn't really notice anything. Okay, I can only imagine it smelled like death, but... Well, you might be heading in the right direction, according to this podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, his roomie unlocks the door. Okay. And when he opens the door, he's hit with the stench of decay really bad. And he was like, he must have left his Mickey D's in here. Yeah, who the fuck didn't take the trash out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who cooked chicken and didn't take the trimmings out? So, he's hit with the stench of decay, and there's fucking blood everywhere. Oh my god. All over the walls, all over the carpet, leading into the bathroom. And he walks into the bathroom, because fucking detective skills here, right? Yeah. And slumped in the shower is the decaying body of his friend, Travis. Oh my god, that's so sad. It's really sad. Travis's body had begun to mummify, and because of this, it was hard to tell how long ago he had been murdered, but it was clear that he was fucking murdered, because there was blood everywhere. Yeah. His friends call 911, and investigators arrive on the scene, and they find that the whole house is, like, immaculate, like, nothing is out of place, and there's no sign of forced entry or anything. Okay. And in Travis's bedroom, the sheets had been pulled off the bed, and there were, like, pools of blood everywhere, and even a bloody handprint was left on the wall. Oh, my God. So this is where shit went down, was in his bedroom. Yeah. They found his body, and it had been removed for an autopsy to determine, like, how and when he had died. His body was decaying so bad that no one knew clearly, like, what had killed him. Like, where was the blood coming from? They didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It was just fucking everywhere. Yeah. So the detective starts searching around the house also for clues, and they find in the washing machine a camera, which had been run through the wash cycle to, like, ruin it, and the camera was destroyed, but the memory card in it was intact. Um, you I know can only line. imagine that someone put it in there on purpose. Yes. Yes, for sure. You don't accidentally wash a camera. What? And it was like a really nice big camera. Why wouldn't you just take it with you? Maybe because you don't want the evidence on you. Why wouldn't you take it with you and then destroy it? I don't know because you're stupid and you think that running it through the wash cycle is good enough and not destroying the fucking image card. Or like take out the image card, the the memory card or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I don't know how to do that but you know who does? The floor. I would throw it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And crush it. Well you would know how to do it because it's an SD card. Like it's got a little flap and you open it up and you push it and it pops out. Yeah. You know who else knows how to do it? Google. Yeah. Or like the fucking police. So crush it. (laughs) Exactly. So obviously someone's trying to hide something. Yeah. Right? But they're not smart. Something on that camera. Yeah. And they're not smart at all. Uh Uh-huh. So meanwhile, the autopsy has been performed and it shows that Travis had been dead for five days. Jesus. For five fucking days. Can you imagine that poor fucking roommate finding out later? How do you live in a house with somebody dead for five days and not know? That blows my mind. If he honestly thought that like, oh, we're bachelors sometimes, shit just stinks. Like... And he really thought that his friend had gone to Cancun. Like what terrible like unfortunate events series of events like you have that in your nose you have dead body in your nose forever that's where smell comes from is little fucking body particles in your nose going into your nose your best friend was up in your nose yeah your best friend is in your nose Ugh, and you're just like ugh, he left his mickey d's in there oh god that's some bad mickey d's god damn did he get five guys (laughs) 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 what is happening in that room oh god yeah and then every time he's just like gross yeah gotta go back to hold my room. Your breath when you walk past travis's warrant i'm room. gonna put in some vanilla bean fucking scent sticks Ugh, gross so dead five days he had been stabbed 27 times holy shit his neck had been slashed from ear to ear <gasps> and he had a post-mortem gunshot wound to the brow oh my god And he was decayed so bad that looking at him they couldn't tell that isn't that crazy Ugh! they we must not to... partially mummified too so i think that makes your like shit look different yeah flesh yeah. all weird i think so too plus maybe they didn't like turn the air conditioning on and it's arizona so it's hot as fuck and it's they upstairs had a roommate living there he had to have had maybe the he just on. opened the window <laughs> that is gross or maybe he just had like a window unit in his room maybe. maybe i don't know i don't know but yeah five days mummified so bad they couldn't tell his fucking throat was slash ear to ear it said that it, like, cut all of his fucking jugular arteries shit and his trachea. Like, so that was a hard slash. I don't understand why the, why the gunshot happened. Why is that such overkill? Uh, I don't know, but it's a great thing to note. Okay. So investigators immediately suspect Travis's roomies because there was no forced entry and how the fuck do you live with somebody for five days who is decaying and not notice it? yeah and also he's missing so like why wouldn't you report it he's been gone for five days yeah but like i said they explained that they thought he was in cancun because the timing of events lined up so much so that they probably didn't realize what day he was leaving but that he was planning this trip soon yeah so when he wasn't around for a day you're like oh yeah he was in cancun yeah he must have left he just didn't say bye because we're dudes exactly and then again they're like oh we're bachelors that's why it wasn't alarming that it smelled like dead bodies in here yeah And this is why chicks are roommates together and not with dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so when they asked the roomies, like, who would want to do harm to Travis, the roomie, and then all of his friends immediately were like, oh, his ex Jody would for sure do harm. Like, she was stalking the fuck out of him. Yeah. You should question her. Meanwhile, Jody takes it upon herself to call the lead detective to poke and prod about what they know about Travis's case. I bet she fucking does. Yeah, what's going on over there? So she obviously hears about Travis being dead. Oh my god, he's dead? Whoa. What a shocker. Let's see what's going on here. And so she calls and she's like, so what do you know? And the detective's like, actually, I'd like to know what you've heard so far. And she's like, well, I just know that he's been killed and that there was a lot of blood. Like, she says some random shit, right? Yeah. And she's like, do you know how he was killed? Like, was he shot or what? And the detective's like, we're still determining that. Because he's not going to give you anything. Like, you're never going to call a detective and actually get answers if you're not. If you're a suspect, especially. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So she's like, I just want to let you know that I'm here to help in any way let me know if i can help right oh thanks a lot so the detectives are like cool awesome thanks later yeah and they start collecting dna samples from friends all the suspects and shit like that like the roommates and everything because they have this second dna at the scene yeah they question jody about when she had seen travis last and she's like oh it was in april that's the last time i saw him but the last time i spoke with him was on the phone the monday before he died and this was to let him know that I was going on a road trip from California, Northern California, to Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. And supposedly she was going to Utah to meet up with another love interest of hers Ooh. who also worked at prepaid legal. Jeez. These people get around. But when she called to talk to Travis, it wasn't like she was telling him, like, hey, I'm going to go see another love interest. She was just saying, like, hey, I'm going to be on this road trip for this work event. But really she was going there to meet another guy. Yeah. Yeah. So she arrives at this guy's house at 11 a.m. on June 5th, which is the day after Travis's death. Okay. And when the police spoke with the man that she had met up with, he mentioned, like, yeah, she did arrive at this time, whatever, like, lined up the story, but that it was weird because she had dyed her hair from blonde to brunette. And he Ooh. thought that was kind of, like, odd. I guess odd enough for him to mention. Yeah. And she had cuts all over her hands okay yep and he was stabbed and as we all know if you're really doing some stabbing usually you get sliced up too right yeah if you're not holding the knife right Ugh. so the police are like well this is fucking odd yeah and they're like hey jody remember how you said you wanted to help in any way how about you come down here and give us some dna samples uh-huh. and so she's like of course as long as i can help and she gives her sample and they get a match of jody's dna and her fucking handprint connected oh to the crime scene Oh, my God. She's a dum-dum. She is a (laughs) dum-dum. For Uh, sure. They also get the photos recovered from that camera, (gasps) and they find some fucking shocking evidence. Oh, my God. What do they find? So the pictures, they're all time-stamped. Oh, God. Hours before Travis's death, and they show Travis and Jody engaging in sexual activity. Okay. Jody is naked on Travis's bed, and she has fucking braids on her hair and shit. And she's like posing all sexy. Yeah. And then Travis is naked on the bed with Lube next to him. Okay. And it was taken at like 140 PM on June fourth, which is the day that he died. Yeah. And they're almost like model shots of Travis in the shower. And they're taken at five twenty nine PM. <gasps> with the final shot on the camera being a picture of Travis laying on the shower floor bleeding and it was like 5 30 or something maybe that was the one that was at 5 29 p.m holy shit so this camera was live like around the fucking crime scene was taken like right before he was murdered and after he was murdered oh my god fucking took pictures of the whole goddamn murder so investigators present this evidence to jody right they have her they're interrogating her and they're like they know that she did it yeah but she's denying it right she's like oh I haven't seen him da, 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 da. I was on this road trip I have an alibi I don't know what you're talking about it wasn't me you're literally time stamped on a camera yeah naked I could point out all your moles and be like that matches yeah. you so she's like well those time stamps could be altered like I know that about cameras I don't know much but I know that they could be altered right that's her story yeah so they're like okay if that's your case whatever right yeah. What about this one picture on the camera that had been accidentally taken during the murder? <gasps> like, the camera had gone off. Yeah. And it showed Jody's foot next to a bleeding Travis on his bathroom floor. Oh, my God. And it was, like, workout pants or whatever. Like, uh, what are those called? Like, tracksuit pants or something? Athleisure wear? Yes. And some, like, sneakers. And it was, like, her foot and then his, like, the top of his head and his shoulder, which was stabbed. To fucking shit, laying on the ground. Oh my Almost god! Almost like she was dragging him or something, and maybe dropped the camera. Why are you holding the camera at this point? Because she was taking pictures while she's fucking like right before she attacked him. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. So she's like, no, 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 no. That's not my fucking foot. <laughs> I've never seen that foot before in my life. Yeah, I wasn't there. So according to these timestamps, she was naked on the bed with him at like one forty p.m. and at five thirty he was murdered. Because he was dead on the floor at 529 p.m. Yeah. So are you telling me that, like, some shit happened? Like, you had left? What's going on, right? Yeah. And so they obviously arrest her because she's denying involvement. But they're like, we have your DNA and your handprint in blood that's pretty fucking, Bloody fucking handprint yeah you were here you were involved and you're not telling the truth yeah so while she's waiting to be booked they leave her in the interrogation room and they like go off to go book her right she starts acting really fucking weird and she just gets up off the floor and does a headstand in the corner of the room what and then she sits back at the table and she starts singing oh holy night to herself like, she starts acting fucking weird. I remember this. See? This is the part. You didn't know it was connected to this other murder, no. right? But do you remember the pictures of the I, murder? I kind of remember the pictures a little bit. But I remember the, the crazy person singing, like... Oh, Holy Night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That interview. So Ooh. I had always known about, like, there's this murder and it's literally a picture right before he died. Like, a second before he's killed. Yeah. It's, like, somebody's last moment. Yeah. Which is why I picked this, because I was like, oh, that'd be cool to put it on the website so everybody could see, like, oh, a famous picture of somebody right before they died, like, seconds before they died. And then as I started going, I was like, oh, shit, it was this motherfucker who did it? That's crazy. Oh, my God. Because I didn't know that this was the crime that she committed. I just knew she was, like, crazy and probably did something to her ex-boyfriend or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, when they come to take her away she asks if she can clean up like can i do my makeup and stuff before you take me away and they're like no and they book her yeah and then they take her mugshot, and she asks the guy how her hair looks before she takes the picture yeah and it's just super obvious that she only cared about herself and her looks and everything she wasn't concerned that she's like being booked for fucking murder yeah or that she could potentially be in trouble for this i hate her yeah i fucking hate her too and you're about to hate her so much worse okay so they interrogate her again right yeah and she changes her story of course and she says so what happened was yeah there were these two intruders it was a guy and a girl Mm -hmm. and they broke in to Mm -hmm. travis's house while i was there and they killed travis and when they came in and started attacking i ran into the closet and the guy held the gun to my head while the other girl murdered travis okay i think that's how it went i can't i'm doing this off of memory at this point point. and then the girl was like we have to kill her because she's seen us murder travis and the guy was arguing like i don't want to kill her we should leave her alive and so the guy pulls out of her wallet her like id or something i forget what it was like her bus pass or some shit something that had her address on it yeah and so he was like i have your address don't tell anybody what happened here or i'll kill your whole family Oh, okay. And it's crazy because obviously she's lying. This didn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah. But she gets into detail. Like, he took it out and he was shaking the card at me and pointing it at me like this. Like, she fucking thought of shit. She sat there and was like, I have to make this believable. So I have to pick up little parts of the story that only if they really happened, you would know. The devil's in the details. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. The cops are like... That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> fucking no. Yeah. They brought her to trial, obviously. Because they're like, we have enough evidence that we're going to take you to trial, whether you're going to admit that you did this shit or not. Like, we have all the fucking evidence that puts you there. Yeah. And at some point in the trial, because she gets a defense, like a court-appointed defense attorney, and her attorney is being interviewed on this documentary that I was watching and he was trying to politely say, like, it was a fucking nightmare to represent her. I bet. Her story changed all the time. She would call all the time and ask for stupid requests, like, can you go feed my cat? Like, she was crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. And so at some point during her trial, she represented herself. Like, she fired her attorney and was like, I'm gonna represent myself. And then everybody's like, this is a really bad idea. And she's like, I'm gonna do it. And then eventually, after I forget how many days she was her own representative, she eventually asked for a lawyer again because she's like, this is really fucking hard. I didn't know I'd have to read. (laughs) Yeah. This is a little over my head. Yeah. And so she got a different attorney than her original one. Uh Uh-huh. And they put her on the stand for 18 days. Oh, my God. This is the part of the story that everybody knows, so I don't go into her trial too much because... It was so widely covered and it was all about sex and scandal and this beautiful woman committed this murder and how could she have done it and, Ugh. you know, that's where the media took it and everything. Yeah. But I'll just cover some little highlights that I thought were interesting. Yeah. So they put her on trial for 18 days and she says, listen, I had an abusive childhood and when I was with Travis, he physically and sexually abused me. Oh. Yeah. They had actually played an audio tape in court of a phone sex session that she had recorded. Like, they were having phone sex, and she recorded them doing this. And the only reason that anybody could think that she would have done this was to, like, defame him later. Yeah. Like, as Ammo, because he was so well-known in the Mormon church as, like, a good Mormon and everything. Yeah. And it was... Like, some little session where Travis was saying he wanted to zip tie her to a tree with her dressed as Little Red Riding Hood and have anal sex with her. Oh, God. But, like, she was playing along with it, too. And it was on the phone. And it's not like she was like, oh, my God, don't say those words, right? Yeah, yeah. It was obviously amicable. Yeah. So she also explains that she... That they had mainly partook in anal and oral sex because the LDS church said that vaginal sex is what was bad. So, like, that's uh, how they got around the whole loophole. The good old poop hole loophole. That's exactly it. That's what she claims anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. um, she testified that Travis became more and more aggressive with her and that night that he died that they had been having rough sex and he turned violent and so she had to kill him in self-defense. Oh, now it's self-defense. Her story changed again because they're like dude you got fucking bloody handprint here like we have pictures of you committing the fucking murder yeah you're not getting out of this you're fucking caught so then she's like listen it's not that i didn't murder him i totally murdered him but i had to murder him yeah uh, of course or i would have been murdered okay and then I didn't call anyone or do anything tell the police or anything like that because for reasons so she said that the whole reason that she didn't say this initially was because she was protecting his identity within the Mormon church like I don't want to defame him or whatever you Bet know you like his reputation him. uh right like what are you worried about if it really was self-defense and he was beating you and shit like why would you care yeah about his reputation yeah so they also had Travis's previous girlfriends come up and testify. And they were like, he was always a gentleman. <laughs> he was never aggressive. Aww. Plus, if you're like known as being the seducer and you come over and you have sex with this dude, I'm sure you guys are having sex rough sex and fucking role playing and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure you are taking a little bit of truth and turning it into a lie, right? Yeah, you're doing something to entice him. Yeah. And then I'm sure that they had rough sex. But I'm also sure he didn't become so violent that you had to murder him. But it was probably also consensual rough sex. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can tell by, like, the little phone sex phone call thing that they were into some shit. Like, some kinky shit, right? Yeah. So, like I said earlier, she was on the stand for 18 days, right? Mm -hmm. And her story kept changing. Like, even though she was, like, this beautiful girl and she seemed really quiet and mousy and smart when they got her up on the stand. Like, they did the whole, like, you know make her look innocent and that she really was defending herself but because she had changed her story so many times and they were each story was so outlandish that she really did herself a disservice and she became like not credible And anything that she was saying to the jury. Yeah. So like you're playing the jury when you have a jury trial. Yeah. But she just did not do herself any favors. And it's unusual for anyone to even be on the stand at all in a murder trial. If you're convicted of murder or being convicted of murder, they're like, don't let them talk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The lawyers usually don't allow you. Yeah. So because of all of this, she was found guilty of first degree murder. And she ends up getting life without parole. But like I said... there was like a ton of drama and shit like that for this trial and I didn't want to go all into it but just a quick little recap so they were trying to figure out if this was premeditated murder because if so then she could get the death penalty yeah and so the way that they had determined that it was premeditated was pretty fucking clever they had found in her house a box of receipts and those receipts were all gas receipts from that road trip that she had taken from northern california to salt lake city utah yeah wasn't that after the murder, though? That was during the murder. So let's just say, I don't know what day she talked to him, but let's say she talked to him on the 4th of June. He was murdered on the 5th of June, and then she shows up at the guy's house at the 6th of June, right? Yeah. So they had talked to her previous ex-boyfriend. I said he'd play a little role in this later. Yeah. Her previous ex-boyfriend, who was old, they talked to him and was like, hey, what do you know about Jody? right? Like, what do you know about her during this time frame? Did you see her? Did you talk to her? And he's like, actually, she did stop by my house before she went on this road trip, and she asked to borrow two gas cans. And they were like, that's weird. Like, why did she ask to borrow them? And then they find this box of receipts, and they see her going through California, like, towards Arizona. Yeah. I don't know if it's towards Arizona, but in California, and they see the receipts for Utah, but there's no receipts for Arizona. And that's because she had enough gas to get her from california border through arizona to the utah border without having to stop and be seen on camera or make any transactions of filling oh, up for gas oh shit so she had enough time then to drive from her house to travis's house commit the crime do all that shit according to the timestamps on the camera and then drive to utah and make it to that guy's house in time for their timeline. What the fuck? So they were like, of course this was premeditated. She fucking figured out how to not have receipts in the state that she was going to do the murder in. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, of course this is premeditated. But you have to prove that to a jury. Yeah. And so they have their first trial. Yes, their first trial. Oh my god. And the jury can't determine if it's premeditated or not. It's not a it's not a case of whether she committed the murder because she admits, I murdered him, right? Yeah. But now you're trying to figure out, now they're trying to figure out, is she going to get life in prison or is she getting the death penalty? But yeah. they can't agree on it. So it was a mistrial. Oh my so God. So they had to do it all over again. And he got murdered in like 2008 or some shit. And she doesn't get sentenced till 2013. Holy so shit. So this is how long it takes, right? So they do the retrial again. They could like leave out a bunch of other evidence because at this point, Just trying to prove that she premeditated it. Yeah. And it was another hung jury. Oh, my God. They couldn't determine. And I guess after two mistrials of trying to determine the death penalty, it becomes taken off the table. What? So then, now it's only life in prison. Okay. So then the judge got to sentence her, and she had the choice. She could give her life in prison with the possibility of parole in 25 years, but she was like, nah, bitch, you're getting life without the possibility. So that's what she was sentenced as. Holy shit. Also, I should mention, because you had asked early, like, earlier, what's the point of the fucking post-mortem gunshot wound to the head or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when she says, like, I killed him, I don't know where she got the knife from or whatever, but she stabs him with the knife a bunch. yeah fucking slits his throat ear to ear and then shoots him in the head later i don't know if she thought he was still alive or what yeah and i can't remember what her claim was because obviously it wasn't the true story yeah yeah. there might have been like parts of truth in it but it wasn't interesting enough that i can recall what her accounts were but when she says like this is self-defense he was attacking me like holy fucking shit self-defense you don't need to stab 27 times no you don't slice someone's throat ear to ear no and like, like so maybe one stab and then they would get off you and you'd be you like run away i'm gonna go now yeah and then the gunshot wound it was just clear that it was all like a heat of passion and overkill not... yes exactly so yeah clearly she's fucking guilty yeah and now she's in prison for life oh oh also she had asked for the death penalty like she's like death would be the ultimate release and the ultimate freedom ew yeah and then eventually she goes in front of the jury and she pleads for her life Not for herself, but for her family because they've suffered enough. I hate her. If you watch any of her interviews and shit, you hate her. Yeah. You hate her. But she's really pretty. But she knows what she's doing. I want to Google her now. Yeah. Because I don't remember what she looks like. I remember her account. She says, oh, we were taking pictures in the shower. Or like he was showering and I was taking sexy pictures of him. And I accidentally dropped his camera. And he got mad and he body slammed Mm -hmm. me and okay. that's when she like had to defend herself oh my god yeah but you can see and I'll link this on our website I'll link it so you can choose to click it but it shows like all the pictures that were admitted in court for this trial and there's a lot of postmortem pictures of him oh god and then also it's all the pictures on the camera before and after his death yeah so that's what I remember from the case is that one picture of him in the shower looking at her like yeah. like what the fuck are you doing and then and then she's killing him is what she's doing oh my god that's so scary isn't that crazy so that was like a long-winded story for a case that a lot of people know (laughs) but hopefully you don't know I didn't know most of it so yeah I didn't either like I recognized her face but yeah okay Erin give me your murder story I will okay so my story is a little bit different this time okay okay i like them when they're like that yeah so this is about edward wayne edwards edward edwards yes stupid this two first name have a motherfucker (laughs) yes (laughs) he was born on june 14th in 1933 in akron ohio oh okay Okay? so as if naming your child edward edwards wasn't bad (laughs) enough cruel (laughs) yeah Another sure way to make sure that you raise a serial killer uh-huh. is to kill yourself in front of your child. Oh my gosh. He witnessed his mom kill herself. How? With like a gun? It didn't say. Oh, that's fucked up. But. Doesn't really matter how. <laughs> doesn't really matter how because she did and he saw it. Oh. So God damn. Edward Edwards watched his mom kill herself. That that'll, is the fucking concoction for a serial killer. That'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. He was subsequently sent to live in different orphanages for mm. some time, and as if it's any surprise, mm-hmm. he was abused both mentally and physically in these orphanages. Oh, it's so sad. Because it was like the 40s or 50s or whatever. Yeah. And they weren't about actual human rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in orphanages, they're yeah. like, mm, "Don't we ain't do got that time for this. I'm gonna hit you." Yeah. <laughs> so, as a teenager, he started getting into petty crimes. And he joined the US Marines in order to get out of going to juvenile hall. Okay. But then he went AWOL, so he was dishonorably discharged. Uh huh. And he went back to his life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Because what else do you do, right? Yeah. During his young adult life, which was like 20s to 30s, mm-hmm. and that definition keeps changing for me. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, no, I'm still a young adult. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the cusp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He traveled a bunch for different jobs that he had. He worked as a ship docker, a vacuum salesman. Ooh. Yeah. Kirby. And, probably. <laughs> and a handyman. Uh-huh. But he mostly lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville. Okay. In April 1952, he was sentenced to a federal reformatory in Ohio. Oh, shit. Yeah. For impersonating a Marine. That's not good. No. No. And taking a stolen car across state lines. Well, I wonder how he was impersonating a Marine. Just dressed up like him. Like, what's up, I'm a Marine? Yeah, probably. Was he trying to get in on a Marine base? I assume (laughs) he still had his his uniform and was like, I'm a Marine. (laughs) Give me a discount. I don't know. (laughs) Let me get that discount. Yeah, whatever Marines do. (laughs) So then by 1955, he was back in jail in Akron, Ohio for burglary. Jesus. But don't worry, he escaped. Oh, good. Yeah. He escaped jail. Yeah. He pushed past a guard to get out, because apparently that's all it took. <laughs> and he got out? Yeah. He really escaped? Yeah, and they were like, deuces, I guess. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. There goes Edward. <laughs> Edward Edwards. Damn it, Edward. So he traveled across the country and would rob gas stations to pay for his gallivanting. <laughs> And then in 1956, he was caught in Montana after committing a bunch of armed robberies. See, if you're going to, like, break out of jail, you better lay low. Right? Yeah. maybe don't draw attention to yourself. Yeah, just sell fucking blood oranges on the freeway. Exactly. Yeah, or flowers. Be the flower guy. Yeah. He was released in 1959, but taken to Portland to stand trial for two armed robberies from 1956. Okay. And then he was sentenced to five years of probation. Okay. So. Leading the honest life. Exactly. In 1960, he was arrested for, quote, turning in a false fire alarm. What? I don't know if that just means, like, he pulled a fire alarm. I feel like he's, like, turning in a Nerf gun and they're like, you know what? Yeah, we're fucking done with you. Yeah. Fucking this guy. (laughs) But don't worry. Okay. Because he broke out of jail again. Oh my god. Yeah. These jails are not very secure. No. Or apparently it was just really fucking easy in the 60s. (laughs) Maybe that too. So apparently he never wore a disguise because he wanted to be famous. Oh god. This guy. Yeah. Exactly. And he got his wish and was put on the FBI's 10 most (laughs) wanted list. He got his wish. Yeah. He's famous. Uh, in 1969, he was on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted, right? Wow. Yeah. He was captured again on January 20th in 1962 in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So this is two years later. Alrighty. And he was imprisoned in Kansas. He was actually paroled in 1967. He was supposedly reformed because of an overachieving prison guard who <laughs> had, like, taken an interest in him and was like, hey, I'm going to fix him. Yeah. Turn your life around. Right? Okay. And so he did. He turned his life completely around. In how long of a time frame? Two years. Okay. He got married and he became a motivational speaker talking really? about. Yeah. Talking about his reform from his life of crime. I've been saved. Yeah. Exactly. All right. He went on some TV shows and wow. he wrote a book in 1972. Oh, shit. Like The, di- the guy's doing really good now, yeah. right? Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is. Then by 1982, he was back to his life of crime. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And he was put back in prison in Pennsylvania for two years for arson. Oh, shit. Shit's getting a little more real. Yeah. Then in July of 2009, Edward was arrested again, this time because his DNA connected him to a double homicide. Oh. Is this one of those, like, later on DNA busted your ass? Oh, yeah. (gasps) Oh, yeah. So, in August of 1980, in Wisconsin, Tim Hack and Kelly Drew were last seen at a wedding reception at about 11 p.m. Oh, no. Not after a wedding. Yeah. Okay. Tim's dad reported them missing on August 10th. So, then Tim's dad found Tim's car in the parking lot of the hall where the wedding reception was held. Okay. And Tim's wallet was still inside. Ooh, not a good look. Yeah, he's like, something's fucking wrong. Yeah. Five days later... Police found Kelly's shredded pants, Oy. panties, and bra Uh-oh. in the middle of the road about three miles from the wedding reception. Fucking threw that shit out the window, huh? Yeah. Like Billy Madison O'Doyle rules. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> They're throwing out the fucking peeled banana. Exactly. <laughs> Tim and Kelly's bodies were found the next day in the same area uh. in the woods. An autopsy determined that Tim had been stabbed to death and Kelly had been tied up and strangled. No. Yeah. Yuck. They didn't mention rape. Okay. But the DNA they found to connect Edward was semen on her pants. Okay. So she was raped. Probably. Yeah. So I'm going to look at the silver lining and hope that she wasn't. Yeah. Maybe he just like, I don't know, shot his jizz at her. (laughs) But chances are. Yeah. She didn't have a good time. Yeah. Apparently, Edward was originally questioned regarding this murder back in 1980, Uh but the police didn't have enough to hold him or charge him, so he was let off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you had your guy. Yeah. He gone. Yeah. And now, fucking 30 years later, they find his evidence connects him. That's crazy, right? And he's, oh, he got booked for arson at this point. I was going to say, he changed his life around. Well, he had changed it, but now, yeah, he's booked for arson. Yeah, exactly. So then Edward was like, all right, well, since I was caught with this double homicide... Oh, my God. I'm just going to come out with all of it. Oh, shit. He confessed to another double homicide of Judith Straub, who was 18 years old, and Bill Lavaco, who was 21 years old. Uh-huh. He shot them both in the neck <gasps> in Ugh. northern Ohio in 1977. Damn. Damn. Edward was sentenced to two life terms for these murders uh-huh. to be served in Ohio. Okay. And fun fact, Ohio has the death penalty, but he wasn't eligible for it because the Supreme Court temporarily did away with it. Of course. From like 1974 to 1978. And these murders happened in 1977. Oh, so it's based off of when the crime was committed? I guess. Yeah. Oh, like that's that, interesting. That penalty wasn't right then or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, according to the article that I read, he would be sentenced later in Wisconsin for the two 1980 murders, but Mm -hmm. he had to serve his two life terms in Ohio first. Okay. So, So he's going to be in Ohio. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But, whatever. That's how our legal system works. Yeah. So, he'll be eligible for parole in Ohio when he's 97. Right? Oh. So, did he get life with X amount of years or something? Chance of parole? No, he got two life terms. How is he eligible? Oh, eligible for parole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Twist. Oh. (laughs) A twist. (laughs) A twist. Edward doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. Does he break out? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he comes up with a plan, right? So he's like, I'm gonna get the death sentence. And apparently since these other two fucking extra murders that I confessed to didn't work. yeah. Yeah. I'll give you another one. Oh, shit. So, why wouldn't he just admit to all of them? Right? Yeah. So, he pleads guilty to one more, and it's the murder of his foster son. Oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible. Who let him be a foster parent, first of all? Well, he was reformed. I don't care. And a he had a shit. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Still don't care. I don't know. But he had a foster son who lived with him and his wife for several years. The boy's name was Danny Law Glockner. Uh but got his name legally changed to danny boy edwards oh my danny boy yeah i know that's mean danny boy was his nickname and apparently he really loved edward and his wife so he wanted to take their last name Uh uh-huh and danny boy i don't know if it was something everybody called him or something that edward called him but he like looked up to edward right oh that's so gross yeah because of what happens not because of the admiration (laughs) yeah yeah no i'm glad that he liked his foster (laughs) parents (laughs) yeah yeah. but in this instance if i'm talking about it it's not a good thing yeah so then in 1996 danny boy was 25 and edward convinced him to go awol from the army in may and return home oh don't convince him to do that no fucking dad yeah that's not a good good plan role model not at all And Edward told Danny that they should plan a ruse to elude the army. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. What's he going to do? But they should go out to the woods by their house so that they could plan it, right? Oh, okay. So they're just in the planning phase. Yeah, yeah. They're just still in the planning phase. Okay. And while they were out in the woods... Edward fired two shots into Danny Boy's face. But what? Whoa! <laughs> face. But why? His motive was to collect Danny's two hundred fifty thousand no. dollars life insurance policy. Oh, that's so sad. Two hundred fifty thousand. That's it. That's a lot. But I was you yeah. two hundred fifty dollars, which is why I said that. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, quarter million dollar life insurance that's policy. So sad. Yeah. Well, that's- I. Apparently, a person is worth $400,000 according to Brandon cuz he does insurance. Oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah. So, huh. this guy's life wasn't wasn't up to par there. So, now he was sentenced to die of lethal injection on August 31st, oh, 2011, good. so he gets his wish. Yes. But he had diabetes and a number <laughs> of other illnesses. Uh and he ended up dying of natural causes on april 7th 2011 so he didn't even have to admit to that shit. no wait when was he going to be executed august 31st oh son of a bitch (laughs) he got lucky yeah like four months before he was sentenced to die yeah because i've heard lethal injection ain't pretty no it's very scandalous i've heard that too yeah yeah so danny boy's half-sister jadine copley said that she was relieved the man who killed her brother was dead but she didn't want him to be executed by the state because she believed that that would make them just as bad as him oh for like killing somebody yeah but she's not doing the killing it's like the executioner yeah but still yeah yeah but she said "Quote: Do not give this man what he wants. He's taken and taken his entire life. The worst hell for him would be life in prison. Yeah, I'm sure that's why he was trying to get the death. Exactly. I'm 77 years old. You're like fucking. I'm done anyway. Everything hurts. My (laughs) knees hurt. My spine hurts. Yeah. Like, why do I have carbuncles? (laughs) Yeah, I just want to be done here. (laughs) God damn. Yeah, I can't believe he killed his own fucking foster son yeah you weren't reformed no he wasn't reformed at News flash. all newsflash and that whole time that he was like i'm totally reformed i'm gonna go motivational speak and stuff and people listened to him and they were yeah. motivated yeah <laughs> and he was just out there fucking double homiciding
1: That's sometimes single up. homiciding
0: yeah <laughs> sometimes just the one and then there were some that they speculated that he was probably involved in but they don't know for sure there was a like fucking list of them but then oh, some God. of them were like Also, they think that the Zodiac Killer did it or whatever, so. If no one knows who killed them, it's always the Zodiac Killer. Every time. Especially if it's a couple in a car. (laughs) A couple in a car in, like... (laughs) Makeout point. Yeah, exactly. It was a Zodiac Killer. (laughs) It was a Zodiac Killer. And they're like, oh, he was in my state for, like, half a day, I swear. That's crazy. Isn't it? So this one's a little bit different, because it's not necessarily just about the murders, but about this guy being, like, "Yeah, afterward. Yeah, he's like, oh, guess what? I did this thing. For sure he did more if he had, like... He was, like, holding him in his back pocket to yeah. use them, like, fucking cards. Like, like, if this one doesn't work to get me the death penalty, then I'll just pull out this one. Did they ever find the little boy's remains? Well, the 25-year-old's remains? Yeah. Uh, like, Hunter or something found him out in the woods so did they like report him missing and shit and then i don't think so but i don't think he lived with them at the time because he was in the army and then he was like oh gotcha yeah come home let's talk about how you can go awol which weird yeah like weird why would you try and convince your son to go awol like if you're gonna get out of the army or military in any way shape or form just just do it the right way yeah be like i don't fucking want to be here (laughs) maybe because he's like i want awol yeah, that's how well it worked for me. Yeah, I got dishonorably discharged. <laughs> and then I led a life of crime. Got none of my benefits. Yeah, I got none of my benefits. Like that's how why about- I had to impersonate a marine. <laughs> exactly. You know, you wouldn't have to impersonate one if you just were one. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, shit. Okay, so shout out to our Patreon listeners, Brienne. What's up, Brienne? Katie. Ooh, hey girl. Jeffrey. What's up, Jennifer? oh thanks (laughs) and sarah thank you love you you guys we love you so much by the way we're not saying last names because i don't know if people want their last name blasted out on here i wouldn't i wouldn't either but if you do i wouldn't want people to know that i listen to us yeah just be like yo put my fucking last name in there and we'll say it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) i need people to know (laughs) that it was me yeah Oh, and we have a goddamn also. Oh, shit. Okay, so this one is from another diehard listener, Brandy. Hey, girl. And it's her son. I said goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) I think the best thing about these is like everybody's accents <laughs> i know i wish i had an accent <laughs> i know it just reminds me of my family like the southern accent yeah <laughs> on my mom's side oh anyway thanks for sending that brandy you're the fucking best thank you and thanks for corrupting your children yes <laughs> and for being such a diehard listener yeah she is she's the best she is the best is that everything i think that's all i think we can wrap this up where everybody can find us Yeah, which is going to be at isgdpodcast.com because I want that link to those fucking pictures. Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy because I was like breastfeeding my child and researching and I'm like looking at dead mummified pictures and I'm like, this is kind of weird. I think I should disconnect these two. I'm so, gonna pop my titty out his mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'll post the link to that I'll put the actual like shower pictures because they're not risque or anything it's yeah. just knowing what happens after is kind of crazy but yeah I'll put a couple of those just for people who are interested but also the link to like the slideshow also you can find our patreon link on our website yep please come support us we're gonna have another one coming out next Saturday actually this will come out We'll have another one coming out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just published a new one yesterday. And we publish them every third Saturday of the month. So you get extra little content there. Yeah. And we appreciate the support so much. So much. We also have links to our merch on our website. Go buy a fucking coffee mug, a phone case, a sweater, whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. What else can they do? If you want to email us case suggestions, that's isgdpodcast.gmail.com. gmail.com Yep. Or you can Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram us at Podcast, Or send us snail mail at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. It's perfect. I think that's all she wrote. Crushed it. We will see you motherfuckers next week. Bye. Later.